Welcome to Thoughts, your favorite daily podcast. I'm your host, Nick Serpa. And you know, today we have the question of what factors influence the development and collective and individual identity of making yourself? We have three experts on today's show. First. Hey, what up? I'm Zach. I'm an expert on the book uh, uh, Tribe. Um, I'm Rola. I'm an expert on what made Maddie run. And I'm Brisa, and I read the book Blink. I, too, myself, am an expert on Into the Wild, and um, we're just going to go into the background of each of our books. First of all, uh, for Into the Wild, I think he finds collective identity pretty well. Uh, He's kind of just, I don't know how to explain it, he's kind of just done with society, and he wants to go on his own path. And he believes he can do this just by leaving society completely behind him. I think uh, he just believes he needs to start new and find himself in the wild. So he just buys a couple of camping gear. He doesn't even go out and buy a ton of camping gear. And he just starts going to camp. He meets a ton of people along the way. And it's I think it's really cool how he finds these people in society that are just willing to help him. Even though he has like nothing in return for them. They always... We'll either offer him a place to stay, they'll take care of him, give him a job, let him earn some money. And throughout the book so far, we just learned about how he's re-identifying himself through society because he was this so amazing person that had all this money and went to college. His parents were going to pay for all of it. And instead, he decides to donate his money away and gives it to charity and he decides that like I said earlier he needs to find himself and he does this by going into the wild and everyone thinks he's crazy but he still doesn't care about the world's opinion he's trying to get away and he's trying to find himself in a new and improved identity that's cool I wish I could live like that but I just don't feel like I could leave everything behind yeah you know the struggle Um, of today what, what about, what did you think about your book? Okay, okay. My book, um, uh, it's called Tribe. Uh, it's by Sebastian Junger. And um, it was more explanatory. It's more of an explanatory book than it is, like, it, it doesn't have an actual plot. It's, it mainly talks about how, like, back in the 1600s and 1700s, when uh, uh, the Europeans came over to the Americas, um, and they... Uh, met the native tribes um most of the europeans like took the tribe's culture the native americans culture and they like they would stay in in their uh culture like they they would leave their own culture and go into the native american culture because they were they uh i don't know they were they weren't as advanced but they were more peaceful and they didn't have war going on and they didn't have like they didn't have like products. They didn't have like crazy. I don't know. They didn't have any science. Um, it, I don't know. It's it's really interesting how the these Europeans who are pretty advanced at their at that time, the most advanced uh, culture at that time, um, uh, they just left everything, and they they went and they lived with the Native Americans who basically just lived off of a. Uh, hunting, uh, gathering, you know, farming and everything. So that was pretty interesting. And, um, uh, I believe that they did this cause they simply just, they wanted to worry less. They were in their culture. There were, there was more suicide 
and anxiety as there is in today's day. Like if I bet you, if we go off like a, what, what's what's your character's name in your story into the wild? Yeah, Chris. Yeah, he left um, his entire like society because he was probably it was probably like super anxiety filled and it was probably probably super depressing like it usually is and um, depression rates have gone up a, a lot yeah. uh, in the past couple of years because of society and I guess just uh, this book talks about how talks about that. Yeah, well, hearing about what you said about your book, I think it relates pretty closely to Into the Wild. I think yeah. in your way, they're just trying to leave their own society and find something new, like the Native Americans. And then for Chris, it's, you know, finding new life in the wilderness. I think it's pretty similar. Exactly. Yeah, that's a cool way how they connect. Yeah. Uh, so my book was Maddie, and it's basically about this high school soccer player who is always known to be, like, quote, perfect. But she she was, like, a star in her high school, and she lived a pretty good life. And then she ended up going to an Ivy for Penn State, like pretty prestigious college for soccer. And then she started getting depressed because she, like, not everything she thought it, college is not everything that she thought it would be. And um, she was just, she was always used to, like, being top. But then she realized that she's not the best athlete or student because things got a lot harder for her. And she always identified with herself as, an athlete but then as she moved on she realized it's not always going to be like that and life does get harder and it's that's why she was depressed it's pretty straightforward and it just makes you like think about what you always wanted like what you think you always want but when you get reach your goal it's not always going to be perfect yeah i thought that was pretty similar to again all these books have that same underlying theme like they're trying to just all find a new identity in themselves they're just Mm -hmm. tired of what's the normal around and they just need a they feel like they're trapped by what they're in in their society and they feel like you know they have so much pressure on themselves that sometimes they just need to get away and find themselves as someone new and you know just forget about society in general you can all relate to it too because we're all in high school and we all think that after high school it's going to get so much better but it's not true Yeah. yeah could you imagine if we could just like forget everything right now and just like I don't know, be super peaceful. Like, that would that would be amazing, but that would never happen. It would never. Just start new. Yeah. Everyone forget about yourself. Exactly. What do you think about your book? <laughs> uh, well, my book is kind of, like, a little different than yours. Yours is, like, following characters, and, like, mine is more, like, people and, like, the root of people. So, like, in my book, he's basically talking about, like, first impressions and making like snap judgments and stuff like that so like we've talked about thin slicing which is basically just research and how like your first what you think of something for the first time is like your first impression can be just as correct as just like doing some or like talking with someone over like an hour versus like meeting them for like the first five minutes like your first impression is almost always just as correct as the hour long thing so that was really interesting and then we also it just got into like numbers and how everything is kind of predictable for humans and you can just like if you like record for a couple of minutes like a married couple you just record them and their emotions having a simple conversation you're able to figure out like where they're going to end up in the future just because like that's how predictable everything really is so like kind of 
the opposite of or not the opposite but just doesn't really relate with your guys's books <laughs> well i think it relates to our question of the week um and collective identity in that way as you know your first impression is probably based off of where that person works who they hang out with and that's like you're only looking at their collective identity and i think what the characters in our book is um they were tired of their collective identity and they wanted to find their own personal identity so that's why they left their society and tried to start new and find themselves. Yeah, yeah I agree. And then we also watched different um, podcasts, TED Talks. We watched many. What did you guys think of the TED Talk? Okay, so I'll talk first on the TED Talk. Um, uh, it talked a lot about how perfection leads to mainly frustration that's what at least i got out of it like perfection yeah i i got like we tend to hold on to perfection is like our goal that's like we yeah, want to hold on to exactly, it but we can't accept anything else besides it but we shouldn't be doing like he says like everyone does it but we shouldn't be doing it like there's a clear problem and we can fix a problem but we're not like we like the problem yeah. <laughs> in, in a way like we're not gonna fit we're not gonna fix it because like it says, like, as perfection has had an increase in social life and culture, um, uh, suicide has done the exact same. Like, per- as perfection rates go up, suicide rates go up. Like, it's, I don't know. Or people wanting to be perfect. Like, those rates go up. Uh, and that's yeah. because, like, perfectionism is all about perfecting ourselves. But, like, humans aren't perfect. And they can never be perfect. So it's just, like, a losing battle. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, yeah, every think, single day. <laughs> I think it's impossible, and that's why, like, Maddie in my book wanted to always keep being, not keep, but she was never perfect, and she always wanted to reach perfection, and that ended up, she ended up killing herself, because it's impossible to be all well, everything's fine, because life is hard, and life is not always going to be, not always going to go the way that you want it to go. Yeah, I think social media ties a big part into all this because every day you log on and you see someone super happy. You see all this good stuff. Oh you see like gosh, maybe they I have hate a new. It when I see yeah. that. You, you maybe you see like they have a new car or they had a trip to Disneyland or just something amazing. They're having fun at the beach, you know, and it makes you feel like sad because you're not there, obviously. But at the same time, you got to realize, uh, you know. They have their own problems in life. They're just not exactly. showcasing it. They're probably, you know, that's like, not their life, Disneyland yeah. every day. Yeah, they don't do yeah. that every day. They have their own struggles. And I think people need to see that side of the story so that they know no one is perfect. And you too can have your high moments and your low moments. Yeah, but you know, you know the funny thing is like people, okay, people who mainly post um, uh, like everything's perfect in their life, people are like, oh my gosh, this person, I can't like – can they stop already? And then people who post about struggles in their life, like, oh, like, attention. And, and like, people were like, oh my God, they just want attention. So yeah. I mean, like, yeah. what do you choose? I mean, like, I don't know. I just don't even go on social media in all because yeah. I just want to stay away from that kind of stuff. But, it's really um, easy to put on a smile and pretend like everyone does it. Like, obviously, like, want to show yourself, like, having fun and being, having like a good time. But I know for a fact when I post the pictures, like, I just smile and act like I'm happy, but even like stuff goes on behind the camera. No one. Yeah. 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 I think the TED talk, <laughs> I think it just, it's, it's really hard for, it, it just explains how, you know, for everyone, it's really hard to find uh, your identity. I mean, it relates to the books. Everyone struggled with finding their identity. I mean, some people for goodness sake, they even went into the wild. They just dropped everything and go. That's how far, that's how 
far, some people will go to find their own identity. And so just you trying to do something at home thinking or like going on social media, think you're going to find your identity that way is just crazy. You're not not going to. Um, It's constantly changing your identity every day. Every decision you make is changing your identity little by little. And you shouldn't be trying to make decisions to be perfect. You should make decisions to be yourself, find yourself because no one in this world is perfect. And, you know, we're, we're the captain of our own lives. We're in control. No one else is in control. You should be a motivational speaker. (laughs) So I thought it was really like interesting because I feel like he was talking a lot about how perfectionism is like a socially prescribed idea and how everyone feels the need to be perfect because of everyone else in society. But like, we as individuals know that it's like impossible like the rational side of us knows that it's like literally impossible but like why do, why aren't we changing like we know all these negative things yeah. and why is our society yeah, is. like still just like pretending to be fake even though we like all know we still have like really good talks about like why it's bad but like nothing is changing i think it's because you see like your your idols maybe they're athletes maybe they're like celebrities like Taylor Swift or someone like that. You never know. They just got, they got, they got millions of dollars. Everyone thinks they're perfect. They always post pictures of them smiling. Oh yeah. And everyone thinks that they're perfect and like, oh my God, wouldn't it be so amazing to be perfect? I'll be perfect. But they're not really like celebrities like that are probably far from perfect. More like, I mean like there's no such thing as perfect, but I mean like they, they're not like as held together as they are. As we think we are. as they think we are, yeah. but like, or as we think they are. Yeah. But like, see, we know this. Like, we're talking about it. We know that they're not perfect. I know, but can we you convince it. everyone? I think but it's, everyone deep down I think knows it's, that they're not perfect. I, think, I, I know. Do you know I, what I, mean? I don't like, know we're how. Talking about. No, it. I don't know how. This it. is if kind of making just, my mind like go crazy right now. No, but think about it. If someone just like tries to drop everything and say like, "Oh, I don't care what people think of me and all that." Wouldn't they be viewed as weird or as crazy? I don't yeah. think, I think so. it's, oh, those are like the good. I people. think it's I think no, it's easy I mean, to think all this like in a group setting and say it out loud. But the real thing is, when you're alone and you're just that you're scrolling through yourself, you don't have that group to say with you. Exactly. It's just your own thoughts, and that's where you betray yourself and lead yourself into thinking you have to be perfect. I think it's your own thoughts that are doing that. I think we all know together that you know perfection isn't impossible to achieve, but. I just think in our own minds, we, we constantly feel like we have to when we're alone. I think it's just for other people, like, so you can make yourself look. Everything we do, I feel like it's for others. Like, I was watching this thing, it's kind of weird, but it was like, think about it. You get up and you dress and you do all that. You do your hair just for other people so you can look presentable in front of others. And I was thinking about that, like, why, like, I know it's just wired into our brains, I guess. It's like in our DNA. It's not in our DNA. But like, what are things we can do to like try to change that? I don't think aside from just talking, like, why would you want to change? Like, wanting to be perfect? No, no. I think caring about yourself is good, and like, there's social norms and things you have to do in order to just be presentable, and that's like good because that's like the 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 human instinct in us to survive. You know, we want to like get it to the top, but like. The whole idea of, like, being perfect, like, you know? I just think you need to realize that, you know, you're your own person. You're in control. And, you know, so it's great that someone's going to Disneyland. Someone's going to the beach. Someone's getting a new car. It's great. You should be happy for them. But you also got to realize there's many great things about yourself that the other person doesn't have. Maybe, Maybe you're, like, the captain of your soccer team, you know? Or maybe you're, you know, 
maybe someone said you looked pretty this morning or you looked nice That's and that specific. made you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did, you know? did your mom tell you, you look pretty i mean you know my mom woke up and told me i looked like a handsome boy this morning, <laughs> and it made my day <laughs> that's nice but okay. you know we all have our own like we all we have our own personal wins and we shouldn't yeah. try to measure our own personal wins against someone else's wins that's we like should the just root of depression and all that because comparison comparing yourself to others yeah, yeah. So another thing we also listened to this time was the podcast. Oh yes, about enneagrams. Enneagrams are like I had no idea what they were at first, and so I googled it, and it's it's, it's like personality. Yeah, it's personality, like nine it's personalities. Like, not like it's not like individual. I mean, yeah, they're kind of individual personalities, but an enneagram is basically just the way that like different types of people and how these different types will like react to different situations yeah and or, like kind of- if they're all reacting to the same situation there's like nine basic things that people start reacting that yeah makes sense. and they were talking about like how children think everything revolves around them and i think that's weird i feel like that's totally true though yeah it, it is, is but true. like it's kind of obvious though because they're children because as he was saying he was saying like if you grow up and you're you ha- you play a baseball game or whatever and you do really good and your dad's like yeah okay i love you and everything then you're gonna be like oh i have to win at baseball for my dad to love me mm-hmm. like that's gonna what yeah. that's gonna what it'll make like a connection in your brain that like in order to like feel valid yeah. valid you have to like get do these certain things and which then, isn't like, how love should be yeah and people were and they were saying that like that extends on to like their 40s or 30s which is kind of crazy to think about and i was thinking like wait has that happened to me <laughs> like am I, has that happened to me i was kind of freaked out i started thinking about that a lot after i uh, listened to the podcast yeah what i got from the podcast was we can't change the facts but we can change how we interpret different things yeah. you know i saw like a quote before it's like life is uh 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you respond. Yeah. And so I think it's just important to have a different outlook on yeah. how many things affect you. You know, maybe, maybe you lost your soccer game, but it's how, how are you going to react to it? You know, all right, I lost, but you know, I'm going to get better. I'm going to learn from my mistakes and I'm not going to lose the next game. Yeah. I got better. I got more experience, you know? Yeah. So I think just things like that, you have to, you have to have a good way to react to different things. Yeah, and I feel like, I don't know how to put it, but just, like, think about, like, how many kids have, like, grown up thinking, like, having their brain wired that way by their parents. I mean, like, and it, like, it's not even on purpose. Like, it's accidental. Like, everyone, everyone could be thinking, like, I need to do this for this person to like me, or I need to do this so I... Pleasing others and, like, living for others. Yeah, exactly. So you can... When, and when you can just, like live for yourself and be your own person there's this one quote I really like. it was like when you try to improve yourself to others you lose your self-respect yeah and i 100 percent agree with that i don't need to prove anything to anybody like to know that i'm good at something that's why i feel like people who brag about a lot of things are just insecure about it yeah like if i just like come up to like randomly and be like oh have you heard like how good i am at this sport and all that well i feel they're like they're just, insecure like yeah like they're trying to like get valid yeah wow. get validation for yeah. people yeah yeah, I think that's also like a big problem today. Yeah. Is everyone looking for validation? Val- everyone looking for you know uh, to feel perfection. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all looking for it. They all want you know. They try to maybe join 
maybe like some different groups to make their collective identity look like, oh, I'm all this. Oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Yeah. Like, when in reality, their personal identity could be something completely different. You know, yeah. you just, you just got to think, <laughs> you just got to think like my personal identity should be different than my collective identity. Yeah. You know, you may see me hanging out with this group of people that like, I'm hanging out with the football team. That doesn't mean I'm stupid or something. In my personal <laughs> self, I could be smart. I could work hard. Stupid? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's a common uh, theme. Yeah, misconception that people think about uh, the football team. football team. But in reality, I know there's some people. I mean, obviously, there's going to be that group. But there's exactly, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, there's those outliers in the group, you know, that yeah. think great and, yeah. you know, have good grades. You know, not everyone is the same as part of a group. Yeah, no, but I'm on, so I'm on the cross country team and everyone, and some people are like, oh my God, what nerds. And I'm just like, I'm not in any like AP or any <laughs> honors classes. I'm just here to yeah, run. I'm not going to lie. All of cross country is in my AP class and all I of know, them are, all of them are like crazy smart, yeah, aren't they? they? Yeah. I have like seven of them in my class. <laughs> so they're that's all like, so smart. the collective identity is like too. seen as like smart kids but like yeah. individually everyone is different yeah but zach's not in honors <laughs> <laughs> i think that's what the important part is it's just seeing like you know that you're your own person you're separate from your group and that you shouldn't have to care about what your group thinks or what mm-hmm. others think. you should think about yeah. what is your personal identity and how do you get there and how do you keep showing everyone your personal identity yeah. and don't try to act fake to impress someone and that's how like you'll be happy if you just give up your false self like in a crucible it's kind of like a long time ago but like it does matter but you yeah. false self versus yourself yeah i think someone who had like uh their collective identity and their individual identity was completely different was from the documentary like chino like just because he was like growing up in the situation that he was he his collective identity like he had goals and stuff as an individual that he just could not accomplish because of his collective identity. Well, yeah, and in the position that he was at, he couldn't achieve those goals because he was mainly, like... He was forced to do things yeah, to, that he... Like, other regular people wouldn't have to. Exactly. And, you know, the thing that kind of blew my mind was that when they were giving you, like, the data on the documentary, like, one over 1.1 billion people uh, live on $1 a day. Like, in the world. You don't yeah. think about that till You don't know how, like, the value of a dollar is till you give up everything and you have to live on one dollar. Yeah. Because yeah. you may say a dollar on the street and you're just like, eh, it's a dollar. I'm just going to pass it up. Some people don't even pick up a dollar. Yeah. I mean, you know, some people are so... Bill Gates, you know, he... I mean, he he makes a hundred... He makes more than... A, if he was to drop a hundred dollar bill on the street, it would be a waste of his time to pick it back up. Because he'd crazy. make more money. And that's oh crazy to gosh. think that, that so someone could be so well off that... Like that compared to someone on the, uh, like you said, how 1.1 billion, more like one seventh of yeah. the world is struggling to even just make one, 1% of that yeah. a day. And so. most people don't think about it. They're living, they're not happy, but they, they're not complaining because it's all they have. They mm-hmm. only have like water. And have you seen their water when they were filling it up? From? It wasn't even like, it wasn't even clean. water. It wasn't it was even water. Wild. I didn't even know it was water. Me too. Yeah. Like, what they drink is that? that? Like, I definitely <laughs> would not have drank in it. <laughs> no, but I feel like, <laughs> why are we making fun of this? This is bad. Yeah. No, I feel, I just, I just felt really bad 
I felt like I could, I needed to do something like to help those people. But, yeah, like, if there's yeah. so many people who are like doing so well, why aren't they like trying to help the people? Yeah, like who why can't like someone this? like Bill Gates like yeah do he does though? Doesn't and, he have like hundred charities? But still, why is it not like made Wait, he does, a bigger he does, he does deal? He has a lot of charities. Oh, okay, I guess but you're right. Yeah. Still, why is it like, not like a bigger deal? And how is this still happening? Like if we were just to like kind of sprinkle it all out, you know, some money everywhere. Well, I mean, but I guess not. a lot of it has to do with over. I mean, there is like overpopulation, or we are getting to that point. Mm-hmm. It's gonna sound weird, but it's not Bill Gates' job to provide for everybody in the world. But, I know I wanted to save get... that, but I didn't want to sound like a jerk. I, I get that. But <laughs> yeah, I I'm saying more just like how is it so like completely different? Like why isn't it more balanced? Now? Well, I think I think That's the reason why. <laughs> not hundred yeah. percent. But, like, but how did it like... get so bad for them, but so good? For well, I think it, and I they think... were just like born into it. They can't. Really well, show. not not everyone was born into it. Like Bill Gates, he made his own money. Jeff Bezos, he made his own money. A lot of these people, it's very. Donald Trump, today. he made it. Actually, no, no. no. Okay, but, anyway. but the people in like these situations who live like halfway around the world, I mean, where they don't even have. Well, I grew up. I grew up in a place that was. I grew up in Egypt, so it was very like Guatemala. It was you grew up in Egypt. Yeah, it was pretty bad. My parents had to work like they worked their butts off to come here and provide for us. And, like coming here and seeing the difference between the world here and where I lived, wow. insane. Yeah. I th- yeah. yeah, I think that's the thing. I mean, obviously, there's those people that, you know, they can't control it. Maybe it's sickness and something like that. That's the sad part is, like, there's mm-hmm. poor people like that. But at the same time, there's many people. The reason why some people may uh, get a lot of money is because they put it in their mind. They put it in their goal. They say, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. I'm tired of this life. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work my butt to get off. And that's how I think many people actually get their money. I know he was just um, – Steve Jobs, he was just sitting in a garage and he was tired of his life and yeah. he invented Apple. Yeah. But he still like has so many more like benefits and stuff. Like just like him where Steve Jobs was at doing nothing versus like Chino. Chino but Chino probably doing could. Nothing. Chino, if he, I mean, that, like, are you it, suggesting that they don't want to leave? Is that no, why? I think, I think, I think they want it. I just don't think they're willing to put in the time, effort, risk everything. I mean, Steve Jobs, he risked every. He like but gave up everything go to go they into that. They can't go anywhere. Yeah, like yeah. like they like. I feel like like it makes sense to talk about it and like just do it, you know. But like they it's like, can't. If you're homeless, just buy a home. Yeah, but like <laughs> they, there's like no jobs for them to take to get enough money because like even the jobs that like the adults had. Well, I think that's the same thing with Steve Jobs. He didn't have a job and he created his own. So I mean, I know it's but really Steve hard Jobs for us had to had things to like start with, you know. But you like can. It's easy. It's easy to make a biz business in our society right here than it is in Guatemala. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is true. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm not like arguing. With oh you. yeah. I'm just no, saying. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. If we're if we're getting into our last uh, the article that we read, the power and influence of your subconscious mind by uh, Justin Scotter, I just thought it was fascinating to read this and realize you know the subconscious is way more powerful than we even think from every day oh, it's yeah. you know i mean it stores things we didn't even know i mean i mean everything we see like i probably won't remember this exact conversation word for word That's a week true. from now but it's there in my subconscious yeah. like i mean you can't control it but it sees everything and stores everything 24 yeah. 7 and how it's like not developed to 25 i thought that was crazy yeah I think I'm pretty developed. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, I think I'm pretty developed. And it's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. I'm 25. It was like age. how you grew up and where you grew up can influence your decision making, and 
yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the way you see your life, it, it's almost like it's a, it's like a code for your mind, like a code yeah. for a computer. It's like, like the code for your mind. Your subconscious is like your mind do is doing things, but with, but it while your mind doesn't know well, anything. Yeah. It's like on Isn't autopilot. Isn't that like why dreams are so random? Cause it's just like a brainstorm of all your thoughts and like while you're sleeping. That's what I heard. Like it just, your dreams are just, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I heard dreams are things that you desire, what you want to happen really? most of the time. Really? Mine are so weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't remember, but I, I mean, uh, army of deer taking over the world. <laughs> <laughs> that happened like yeah. I thought it was interesting that you can like do things to bridge the gap between your subconscious and your consciousness. Like you can like do things to like become more aware of your subconscious and change. Yeah. I think often the things around us influence our lives without us even knowing. The people you hang out with, the TV shows you watch, the yeah. YouTubers you watch, the things you see on social media, the ads. Yeah. You know, they're all, you know, just influencing, like, your everyday decisions, your everyday thoughts. Uh -huh. um, and I think it makes a greater impact than we could ever know. Yeah. It's almost kind of crazy to think about because... How, like how much of your subconscious is on like how much is your subconscious uh like doing things other than you knowing that you're doing things like yeah i also think like it has to do with the it has to do with our question of the week finding your personal identity i think it's uh I think, you know, the ideas in your mind, you know, it's your personal identity and it also contributes to your collective identity. The more you challenge yourself, the more you'll find out about yourself and the, you know, feeling, uh, the definition. Okay, sorry for that interruption. Getting back to what I was saying, I was saying like, the more you challenge uh, yourself, the more you'll find out about your personal identity. And I think, uh, you know, learning how to feel is uh very important we need to learn how to control our feelings you know the definition of feeling according to the article is feeling is the word to describe our conscious vibration now that may sound a bit weird it was weird when i read it yeah. but um it's basically just saying like hearing things the you know is Energy how we is feel emotion. yeah it's how we feel it's how we control ourselves and if we were able to learn to control our feelings, you would be so much better off than you could ever imagine. Yeah, I definitely feel like most of our feel uh, like now that we're teenagers right now, our emotions are basically controlling us. Not not in a sense that it's always controlling us, like to crazy things that we react to. Our emotions control uh, control us way more. And like like you said, like twenty five years old is like the age where your yeah. subconscious like fully develops. I feel like you could be in control with your emotions, maybe beyond uh, age 25. Like, that was crazy to think about, like, having full control of your body. Yeah, I think, like, we just need to stop reacting and just start learning to respond to things instead. And then we'd have more, like, self-control. And we'd be able to see things in a more rational light. Yeah. And uh, so the influence that other things have on us, like our identities and our self our subconscious are like it would become like weaker if we were able to control more ourselves yeah, yeah. so wrapping it up um thought this was a great podcast today um 
I thought we really discussed, you know, personal and collective identity and how it's how it, back in the day, even for your book, how it was, you know, 1600 with the Europeans and they yeah, change yeah. it to even now with Maddie. You know, it's still the same thing, personal identity, collective identity and how to distinguish the two. And, you know, many are like in our books, for most of them, at least, you know, uh collective identity was something like they got tired of they didn't like their collective identity yeah and so you know they some they went to extreme measures not everyone has to go to these extreme measures but they went to extreme measures to find their own personal identity and find out like what makes them what who are they truly without society without anyone thinking just themselves yeah but then again there's also people that don't really feel like they need to that they're fine where they just are and that's great yeah that's fine too yeah yeah it's just like you be you, man. You be you. Yeah. I think that wraps up our podcast today, and we'll be back soon for another one. Bye. Have fun. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>